You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. And, Brian, the Yankees so far, two of three from the Royals with one to go as we record this podcast on Thursday night. Uh, They took the first two games of the series, and they looked real good doing it. Um, Tough first inning, though, on Wednesday night for, for Michael Pineda. They couldn't really recover from that. Um, what's going on with Pineda right now? Because that's not the type of start you want to see from him early on, giving up four in the first. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of a head-scratcher with Pineda. And I know that pitching coach Larry Rothschild was talking a little bit about it last night. If you break down the numbers, 12 of the runs that Pineda has given up have come in the first inning. 20 have come in the first two innings. And so that, that suggests to me that there's something not firing right early in the game for him. But... Uh, you, you bring that up to Rothschild, and he says, yeah, but he seems to be getting two outs, and then it comes unraveled. So it's not like he's not warming up correctly in the bullpen or not coming in ready to pitch. It's it's just maybe he's trying to overthrow in those situations, but clearly it's something the Yankees have to get ironed out. I mean, this is supposed to be their number two starter, and uh, as of right now, ERA over six uh, has not performed the way they thought they would. Um, that, that kind of extends to their entire rotation as a whole. I think that other than Masahiro Tanaka, you look at the ERA of those guys who are in the, the rotation, and it hasn't been pretty. So I think that when you're looking for weak spots for the Yankees, we've talked about their lineup so much. They're finally scoring some runs. Uh, they got to iron out the starting pitching and get everything on the same page. The bullpen has obviously been good and got the lift that that we all knew was coming this week with Aroldis Chapman uh, coming off his suspension. He makes his debut on Monday, gets his first save on Tuesday, and now, here's a guy who I know is interleague play now, but here's a guy who spent his career in the National League, um, and people know he throws hard, but it seemed like when he made his debut and then he got his save on Tuesday, when, when you read about it as far as the, the New York uh, media or, or the, you know, the East Coast media, the, the American League people, um, they were still kind of wowed by the velocity once you actually see it. You hear about it, you see it on TV, but is it a little different when you see it in person? Yeah, I mean, forget about the media. I think that uh, the fans are loving it. The players are all on the top step of the dugout. They want to see it, too. They're, they're tracking every pitch, and you hear the oohs and the ahs when you hit the 101, 102. I mean, you don't see triple-digit velocity that often in this game, and I think it's cool to see. Uh, people have heard about Chapman, but maybe that's their first time seeing him in person. And uh, obviously it's the first time for, for all of us seeing him in a Yankee uniform. So, I think that I've been surprised how quickly the fans have made it an event. Um, it, they've got this air raid siren that they put on, and there's flames on the ribbon boards around the ballpark. And it's cool. It's an entrance. And it, it's something that I don't think the Yankees have had since Mariano Rivera left, is that kind of you're looking forward to when the closer comes in because the doors are going to open and you're going to hear enter Sandman. I think Chapman is kind of like that, and I'm not comparing Chapman to Mariano. Mariano's in Monument Park. He's a Hall of Famer, but uh, it's becoming something of an event when Chapman comes into a game, so I think that's what the Yankees were looking forward to. Uh, Talking to the players, they're enjoying it, so uh, you know, I I think it's all good. It's it's entertainment, and uh, Chapman thus far has done his end of the bargain. I think you can, I guess, compare him to, to Mariano in the sense that the Yankees once again have the best closer in baseball. Um, how how would you compare? What do you like better, Enter Sandman or, or the Chapman uh, entrance? 
I'll go with Enter Sandman. But you know what? The Yankees have had good closers along, and I don't want to short uh, David Robertson. And Andrew Miller was terrific last year and was again this year early on. So uh, the ninth inning really hasn't been an issue for the Yankees for quite some time, and I think that Chapman's going to lock that down, and uh, he, he makes everybody stronger. That, that gives you the opportunity to push Batanzas back. You have Miller back. They're still going to get some save opportunities because there was a spot where Girardi didn't have Chapman. He wasn't going to pitch him in three straight, so Miller would have been the closer that night. So uh, you're still going to see save opportunities for Miller and, and maybe for Batances as well, but uh, I, I think that nobody can look at adding a role to Chapman and say that doesn't help the Yankee bullpen. Uh, the power has come back a little bit in this Royals series, Brian. Uh, they hit five home runs on Tuesday, a couple of them from Carlos Belchon. They had hit five homers in ten games uh, heading into this series. What was wrong, I guess? Where where was the power, and, and why is it suddenly back? It's it's weird. It, it, you just don't often see an entire lineup, one through nine, go quiet the way the Yankees did. And, and that's why you look so dead and lifeless when it's not happening. You just fall into those team-wide slumps. And you knew, based on the track records, it wasn't going to last forever. And Beltran's really stroking the ball with some authority. He's, he might be the most dangerous hitter in that lineup right now. Um, you know, it seems like every time up, he's a threat to hit the ball out of the ballpark. He, he was up there sitting on 399 last night, 399 career home runs, uh, doubles off the wall in right field. Um, he's really stroking the ball well, so I think that uh, they've got the kind of the B squad in there with the Dustin Ackleys and the Aaron Hicks, and they're getting their reps. But when you get Jacoby Ellsbury back, Mark Teixeira back, and at some point you're going to get Alex Rodriguez back, that lineup should start to produce the, the amount of runs that we've all been talking about since spring training. I mean, this was a lineup last year that scored the second most runs in the American League, in the major leagues, actually only for Toronto. So uh, the track records are there. You're just waiting for the performance on the field to catch up with the baseball card. You mentioned Beltron setting on 499, and there, there's a fun little race going on that's kind of been hurt by the injury bug, but Beltron 499 career homers, uh, or three, 399. Three, 399, I'm sorry, I'm putting him way ahead of himself, but 399. Yeah, no, you're, you're getting ahead. <laughs> and Mark Teixeira has 397 homers, and Teixeira actually entered the season ahead of Beltron. I mean, this isn't 1961 with Mantle and Maris, but it's kind of neat to see these two guys going after number 400. Absolutely, and the, the thing is that they're both switch hitters, which is a very select list. So you don't see switch hitters get the 400 home runs very often. Um, it, there's a lot of extra work that goes to keeping your stroke from both sides of the plate. That's really impressive, and you hear them talk about all the time about how they're feeling good from one side, but maybe not from the other. So you have to do that. And, and then maybe you're not facing enough left-handed pitching, so it's really hard to get your right-handed stroke going. The fact that they, these two guys have been around the major leagues as long as they have, been as, excess, as successful as they have, and I think you're looking at a Hall of Famer with Carlos Beltran for sure. I'm not sure about this year. I think that that's a story for another day, but he says he wants to play another five years anyway. Uh, I think that Beltran's coming to the end of the line here, and, and people are going to look up and see – he was one of the premier center fielders of his generation, and uh, he's going to have 400 home runs. He was a threat on the base pass, stole a bunch, a bunch of bases, multiple-time all-star, had that terrific postseason with the Astros. I think you're looking at a Hall of Fame player here. So I think that uh, I, know, I know that his time in pinstripes hasn't been what the Yankees thought it would be or hoped it would be, and it, and it hasn't lived up to what Beltran thought it would be. He clearly thought he would have a World Series ring with the Yankees by now, but uh, I think that hopefully Yankee fans can appreciate the career that they're seeing. It, 
it's the end of a really good one with Carlos Beltran. Yeah, and he is currently leading the team in home runs, so he's he's provided the power so far uh, this season. You mentioned Teixeira and playing five more years. If he wants to do that, he's got to stay healthy. Banged up a little bit again. Next spasms um, as we kind of touch on, on the injuries for this team. Uh, is he su- expected to be back in tonight's game, or do you expect him to miss a little more time? Uh, they are talking about that he should be ready to come back tonight. And okay. I won't be shocked if Joe Girardi decides to give him another day, but this doesn't sound like a, a very serious injury. I think it probably stems from the series in Baltimore where he was flopping around the field and had to stretch out a few times to, to get um, erratic throws at first base. I mean, Teixeira still plays a gold-glove quality first base, and so he was moving around pretty well this week. Uh, but he's, he's getting up there in years. There's some miles on those tires, so I think that those bumps and bruises are going to happen. Um, you never know what it is. You know, sometimes you make feel great. You, you dive around. You, you go for a ball. You flop hard on the ground. And then the next morning is when you wake up and feel it. And that's apparently what happened with the sheriff. So you give it a couple of days to calm down and get some treatment. And uh, he should be back in the lineup, uh, if not tonight, then certainly this weekend. I know as Ellsbury's getting closer, too, with the right hip. Uh, he's running again. Uh, these injuries that the Yankees have gone through have, have given Dustin Ackley some extra playing time, Aaron Hicks some more time in the lineup, and, and those guys have had some nice moments over the last week. Is this something that maybe helps the Yankees in the long run with those guys getting some good at-bats and some good time in the lineup early in the season? when you can get your bench players involved and get them some regular APs. Uh, obviously, there's a reason they are the bench players, so you'd rather have your front-line players in there. But uh, they need the reps, too. It, it's really hard to get on a roll. And I think especially with Hicks, you're seeing it. That's a guy who has played every day in the minor leagues in the twin system. He played every day in Minnesota for periods of time. Uh, he's better when he gets regular at-bats. And as we were talking about, he's a switch hitter, too, so you kind of need those, those reps from both sides of the plate. So... I think that you're going to see a lot of Aaron Hicks, especially while A-Rod is out. Um, that, that gives them the opportunity to move Beltron to DH. I know it's not something that Beltron loves, but um, I, I think that defensively their their outfield is obviously much better with Ellsbury in center, Hicks in right, and Gardner in left. I mean, that that is a top-flight defensive outfield. So I think that makes the Yankees all the better. I, I think that the one thing that – I think Girardi has had to deal with is they're playing with a very short bench now. Ronald Torres is your utility man, and you've got Austin Romine, the back catcher, and obviously he can't come into the game because what if something happens to Brian McCann? So with Ellsbury and Teixeira not available, he's really had a two-man bench. So uh, Girardi's had to be very creative this week. Great stuff as always, Brian. This has been MLB.com Extras Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.